This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, September 14th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Patrick Murphy. Just when we thought we were out, they pull us back in. It is around 9 a.m. on Monday, and right now it looks like we're going to have Big Ten football, perhaps beginning on October 17th. Now, nothing is official yet. A vote is expected sometime early this week. The Big Ten's presidents and chancellors met yesterday. But Patrick, obviously, feels like good news is on the horizon. What is the latest you were hearing about all of this? Certainly better than, than how we felt the, the last time you and I were on here or even late last week. Uh, you know, the, the roller coaster ride that is this, uh, this last month plus now is, uh, is continuing and we, we seem to be on the, the upswing. Um, from my understanding, is, is similar to what you just said. There was meetings this weekend. It started with the, the Big Ten Return to Play Task Force, um, you know, presenting new medical information, um, how these teams can return to play safely, what protocols will be, all this stuff that frankly probably should have happened a month ago when they first made this decision, um, or at least, you know, some of this information so they could decide maybe to delay it, you know, as we've talked about plenty of times. So that happened um, late last week. Friday, Saturday, um, Sunday, the, the president's chancellors met again. Um, I haven't heard anything about the vote in particular. I'm not even sure if they've done the vote yet, but I do expect that we'll hear something, you know, early this week, maybe even today. Uh, you know, I think the, the big thing is, do you have the enough votes to get to that 60% number that we keep hearing about? You know, you, you know the schools that voted yes the first time or, or supposedly voted yes the first time in Ohio State, Iowa, Nebraska. It sounds like you've got a few more on, on board this time around with Wisconsin and, and a few others. And it'll just come down to kind of the, you know, from what I understand, the Michigans and Indianas, what, what those two schools are going to, or what those two states' schools are going to do, um, that being Indiana, Purdue, Michigan State, and Michigan. And, uh, you know, I think those can be kind of the, the swing votes from my understanding here. What do you think changed the most? The Big Ten was adamant that, you know, they had overwhelming information that it was not going to be safe to play football. Uh, do you think this is all new medical science that has emerged over the last month? Do you think this is perhaps avoiding lawsuits, a combination of factors, coaches speaking out? What changed the most for the Big Ten, assuming they are going to start on October 17th after saying they had overwhelming evidence that they could not play football this fall. What changed the most? I think it's a combination of things. I don't think the Big Ten expected the the pushback that it received, especially from 
you know, coaches speaking out. I mean, you know, we heard James Franklin late last week and then Ryan Day put out a statement and, and, you know, that was just recently, obviously there's been plenty more from, from players, you know, Justin Fields, we've talked about him, parents, you know, we were at the protest here in Columbus. Um, You know, so, so I think that's a big thing, but I do think that, you know, now they are looking at, at where things are medically seeing football being played within the States that they have teams. And I think that that is, is a a major, uh, you know, point for playing. Um, And I think that, you know, had they had the sense at the beginning to handle this differently, it would have been, okay, let's wait and see how things go instead of announcing a, a, what they called postponement, but in all intents and purposes was a cancellation of false sports. You know, I think this would have been the, the better tactic is, hey, we're, we're not saying we're going to play, maybe don't even release a schedule, um, but wait and see where you are a month down the road and, you know, what, what, what has happened with high schools, what has happened, you know, all these other things sports in general. I mean, you've seen even the, the bubble sports, um, but the MLB, MLS teams that are traveling around the country, how are they handling it? You know, I just, I think it was all handled poorly from the beginning, making a decision so early on. And I think, you know, it's been a number of things that have led to the big 10 reconsidering. Um, but, you know, seeing, seeing football being played certainly has to be high on that, that list of, of what's made people start to change their minds. If they start on October 17th, that would give them time. They would have three Saturdays in October to play. Then they would have four Saturdays in November to play. And then the first week of December to get in an eight-game season and then still be eligible for the college football playoff. Some people have said, well, would eight games be enough? Well, if you're Ohio State and you begin the season number two, you go 8 no. You're the best team in the Big Ten. We'll see if they add a Big Ten championship game. Maybe the college football playoff will push their announcement back a week. You know, people have asked, well, is that enough? I say, yes, it would be enough if you go undefeated and you look good doing it. We're not talking about somebody fin- you know, starting out 21st in the country. The People thought Ohio State was the second best team in the country. Now, they're going to be down a couple guys. We'll get to that in a moment, a couple of key players. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, to answer that question, my own question, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I think that would be enough, assuming you go undefeated and you look good doing it. It doesn't give you any margin for error, but do you think an eight- or nine-game season would be enough to uh, – qualify for the college football playoff I think it would be as you said this this isn't a team that is climbing up the rankings it's a team that was expected to be top two in the country was top two in the country so yeah I think if if you go undefeated you play a you know some form of a big 10 schedule then then you know you're able to you're able to make it in even if it is you know eight nine games I think ideally you'd like to, if you can get this decision in and, and get all the protocols and stuff down, you'd ideally like to start even earlier than that October 17th date, you know, October 10th, um, you know, that gives you a little bit more flexibility in terms of, you know, guys getting sick. Um, if, if you have to postpone a week or whatnot, you know, you're really counting on everything going very smoothly if you're playing starting that, uh, that October 17th week. You know, if, if there's an outbreak um, for any of these teams, and it may not even be at Ohio State, if it happens with an opponent of Ohio State, and then you lose a game or, you know, things like that, and by lose, I mean not play, um, then things get complicated. So as much flexibility, which is what the Big Ten originally planned to do um, as possible, I think is good. So the earlier you can start is good. Uh, but yes, I think if you play eight, nine games, you're an undefeated Ohio State who started the year number two, I think you're in in terms of the college football playoff. I've never seen a roller coaster ride like this in terms of the Big Ten's decision. And 
you know, last week I was ready to give up hope. And now I'll be very surprised if there's not a season beginning on October 17th. Where are you at on that? Will you be shocked if now we don't have a season? No, I think that because of this, this roller coaster we've been on, uh, nothing would surprise me at this point. Uh, you know, I, you and I have talked quite a bit, both on here, on the site, and, and privately about this. And, and I've tried to stay as positive as possible. Um, there have certainly been points where I thought the season was done. Um, but I, I, you know, anyone I've talked to, I've said, it's, I, don't, I, I don't know what to think. You know, the, the lack of information, um, the, the way the decisions have been handled, you know, nothing would surprise me at this point. Uh, you know, I hope, you hope, I know all, all the listeners hope that, that we get this decided, that there's football played, um, that, you know, we're covering games instead of talking about what could be, what could have been, all that stuff um, here soon. So, no, to answer your question, nothing nothing would surprise me. I think the Big Ten has, uh, has shown that they're able to go from, from one stance to another in a, as quickly as a five-day period. So, no, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they announced today, yes, we're playing football in early October. It also wouldn't surprise me if they say, oh, we're going to go with a spring football season that makes no sense. Yeah, it is 2020. I guess nothing should surprise right. us, especially with this, this craziness that has been the Big Ten. But at least it seems like they're going to finally get this right. Better late than never. Because this would have been the biggest disaster in sports history, in my opinion, as I've said many times on the show, if those other leagues would have played, finished their season, crowned a champion in the Big Ten was sitting at home watching it happen. So, yeah, I guess you're right, man. We shouldn't be surprised about anything. I will say this, though. It does feel like this is different. Of all the stuff that's happened, the last couple days, especially yesterday, just feels different. Would you agree with that as far as momentum? It feels like almost an avalanche of momentum building that we will have a season beginning in October. Again, nothing should stun us, but does feel like the pending news is good, Patrick. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I think as we covered before, the, the votes seem to be heading toward, you know, if, if we're going on the assumption that they did vote the first time and it was 11 to three or, you know, even anywhere close to that, I think regardless of the outcome this time around, it's going to look, you know, a lot closer, um, it, you know, towards playing. I think, as I said, a number of schools have, have changed course and feel good about things. And, you know, I made a point to somebody I talked to yesterday that if, if, if the Big Ten teams are able to opt out, which there's been multiple reports on whether or not they can do that, but it seems to me that you would then not need to vote no unless you're strongly opposed to this for some reason. You know, if you just think, hey, we can't do it. You know, if you're, you're Rutgers, you're Maryland, you're whoever, and you just think we, we can't make this work at our school. Why would you vote no and, and ruin everyone else's season? Um, so, you know, thinking that, hearing about other schools, to me, it, it, it would surprise me. But like I said before, nothing is, is too surprising at this point. Just when we get the good news, we think it's going to be good news. There's also some bad news to pass along. I mean, I'm always happy for young men when they realize their NFL dreams. So I don't want to call it bad news. But if you're a Buckeye fan, I mean, you're going to look at it as bad news. And I get it. Hey, we're all Buckeye fans here, too, at Bucknuts. Um, I really like Sean Wade. I, w I wish him well. But you helped break the news this morning that uh, Sean Wade has opted out and he will turn pro. So if they do start this season in October, he is not going to be a part of it. His Buckeye days are over. 
Uh, same deal. This comes right on the heels of Wyatt Davis doing the same thing, Patrick. He opted out of the season. And to give the listeners a little bit of background, Wyatt never came back from California. He had been out there the whole time, never came back for voluntary workouts. And when they became mandatory, he stayed out there. So um, that wasn't a surprise. The same deal for Sean. He never came back from Jacksonville. The good news is Justin Fields did come back from Georgia with his teammates now. But the Sean Wade news this morning, again, just when we're getting good news, we got, there's got to be some bad news. But uh, your thoughts on Sean Wade opting out? This was the least surprising of, of any player that could opt out of this season to me. I think it's been pretty clear that Sean wasn't going to play in any sort of delayed season. I think there was hope, especially given Randy Wade's participation in, in the protests and being very outspoken, and I know we'll get to that, but um, there was hope that if, if they could start here soon, as we talked about, that Sean would play. Uh, but I was much more surprised about, about Wyatt opting out uh, than I was Sean. You know, Sean considered leaving after last year, only came back um, to – you know, play that outside corner and, and a chance to win a championship. And, you know, I wrote about it yesterday in, in the context of Wyatt Davis, but with the Big Ten jerking these guys around, so to speak, without any answers. Um, and Ryan Day talked about it the first time we talked about, talked to him after they announced no season, that they needed to get a decision to these kids quickly so they could make decisions on their future, whether they were going to play in a, in a delayed season, whether they wanted to declare for the draft. And, and the Big Ten has just dragged its feet hasn't given anyone any information. Um, you know, if anybody deserves information, it's these players. And, you know, eventually a month later, guys like Wyatt Davis, Sean Wade had to make the decision that made the most sense for them. So it, it did not surprise me with Sean, you know, he's been openly talking about the NFL for, you know, what feels like the last several months. Um, and his dad has been pretty clear that they, he wasn't going to take part in a spring season. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting with Wyatt because there's been reports that he, hired an agent but maybe if he doesn't take money he could still come back it sounds to me like both of these guys have their minds made up especially with what you said the fact that they didn't come back um from from their various homes when when practice became mandatory um so it's unfortunate i mean from an ohio state fan perspective these are two guys that were going to be key to your 2020 season and potentially winning a big 10 national championship um captains too yeah absolutely uh you know, and, and I don't fault them at all. I think that, you know, this is probably the smart choice for them, given what they know. But, uh, yeah, two key pieces, both of them. Um, you know, you, you have guys behind them, but neither of them are, are all-American proven type of guys like these two. So um, it'll certainly affect Ohio State, um, just like it's affected teams around the country with players that have opted out. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate that the Big Ten has handled this so poorly that these guys, you know, didn't have the information they needed to – to make a decision earlier on that they wanted to play. Yeah, and Buckeye fans out there, obviously you can do whatever the hell you want, but I'm just going to advise if anybody's mad at Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade, I think your anger is misplaced. Your anger should be toward the Big Ten because if they would have started when they should have started or at least scheduled you know, a start time, you know, let's say they scheduled it for September 26th, these guys never would have made this decision. This is all on the Big Ten dragging its feet, even if the Big Ten gets a season going. It's still not official right now. These guys, it's not official. And I'm sure they didn't just make this decision. Sean didn't make this decision this morning. I'm sure he had his mind made up, you know, last week. Same thing with Wyatt. I mean, Wyatt announced his last week. This wasn't like a last-minute thing. It's not when it became public is when they decided it. They had probably decided this for a while. So this is on the Big Ten. The Big Ten screwed all of this up. 
And now people are, well, I'm curious to get your take on this. People are going to say, well, what's up with Randy Wade? Wasn't he leading the charge to get football back, you know, so they can still be eligible for the college football playoff? Isn't he on the verge of getting what he wants? Now his son's going to opt out. Again, I don't fault Randy at all. I'm, I'm glad he was fighting the good fight. This is, you know, Sean's a grown man. But uh, I know people are going to say that. I would disagree with that, but I am sure there are going to be people saying that this makes it look like Randy was grandstanding and, you know, Sean's leaving anyway, even though Ohio State might have its football season. Unpack all that for me, Patrick. Well, Randy's been pretty clear, you know, from, from when we talked to him at the protests in Columbus, however many weeks ago that was at this point, that he wasn't doing this just for Sean. You know, he knew that his son was a potential first-round pick. Um, as I said before, he was the one who said, you know, a few months ago in an interview um, in Jacksonville that Sean wouldn't play in a, a winter or spring season. So, you know, it, it, it didn't benefit Sean Randy to have have Sean come back and play. It was what Sean wanted to do. As you said, he's a grown man. Randy wanted what was right for the the, the Big Ten players, the Ohio State players. You know, this is a team that he's – been a part of now this Buckeye family for the last few years with Sean being at Ohio state, you know, he was fighting for, for everyone involved, not just Sean. Um, And I think he was well aware of the fact that Sean was considering whether or not to play. Um, And, you know, this is for seven banks. This is for all the rest of the guys that, that deserve a chance to play football this fall, especially the guys that, that maybe aren't a Sean Wade who haven't had that opportunity who could come out and play this year and prove that they are, Hey, that good. And, and be, you know, a, a Damon Arnett type that work their way into a first round pick or work their way into getting drafted or whatnot. So, you know, there's a lot more on the line here than, than just, you know, the, the team aspect of it. And obviously that's a big thing, but you know, these, these guys can set themselves up um, for their careers if, if they have good seasons and, you know, if they, don't that can be life-changing on the other end so Randy was fighting for everybody um, and I think he made that pretty clear if you were at the protest in Columbus and you know I think if if people are upset I think they didn't understand his his approach Sean never had to play this season to be a first-round pick and you know other guys now get the opportunity very well said thank you to Patrick Murphy and thank you to all listeners out there for tuning into the show we really appreciate it have a great one Bucknutters Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.